Make this Mother's Day a day she'll remember forever and ever. There isn't a better way to remember Mother on Mother's Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll have a vocabulary lesson, have some songs about Malice Domestica, celebrate Whoopi John's birthday, play dumb, and celebrate Mother's Day. And almost all of the records are being heard on the show for the first time. It's time once again for another Rapidly Rotating Records vocabulary lesson. Tonight's word was actually uttered without comment on last week's show about Tempest Storm, who was an ecdesiast, E-C-D-Y-S-I-A-S-T, or a striptease artist. What? That's right. The word ecdesiast is a neologism, originated by H.L. Mencken in 1940. Its basis is the technical zoological term ecdesis, the process by which some animals shed their skin, scales, or exoskeletons. So for all you ecdesiasts out there, here's a set of rapidly rotating records to which to perform some ecdesis. Oh, take it off, Queenie! Charlotte! There's a burlesque theater where the gang loves to go to see Queenie, the cutie of the burlesque show. But the thrill of the evening is when out Queenie skips and the band plays the polka while she strips. Take it off! Take it off! Ride the boys from the rear. Take it off! Take it off. Soon it's all that you can hear, but she's always a lady, even in pants, oh my. So she stops, and always just in time. To that farm someday But you can't buy a farm Till you are up in the chips So the band plays the poker While she drips Oh, take it off, take it off All the customer shops Down in front, down in front While that band beats it out But she's always a lady Even in pants, oh my So she stops and always just in time. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Down 
took it all, cried that boy from the rear. But she stopped. War! War! That's all, boy. <laughs>
Ted Daffins, Texans, recording in Dallas, Texas, February 22, 1941, with Striptease Swing, from OK6216. Theron Eugene Daffin, better known as Ted, was born September 21, 1912, in Beauregard Parish, Louisiana. He grew up in Lufkin and Houston, Texas, wanting to go to college and become a math teacher. He was offered a scholarship to Rice University, but in the midst of the Depression, didn't even have the money for books and expenses. Later in the 1930s, he was working in a musical instrument repair shop and played steel guitar with bands around Houston, including the Blue Ridge Playboys, a popular western swing band. In 1939, he had his first hit as a songwriter when Cliff Bruner recorded Truck Driver's Blues. Daffin formed his own group, Ted Daffin's Texans, and had a string of hits, including I'm a Fool to Care and Born to Lose, covered by more than 120 artists, including Les Paul and Mary Ford, Ray Charles, and Ringo Starr. Daffin stopped performing in the 1960s when he founded a Nashville publishing company with Hank Snow. He died of cancer in Houston on October 6, 1996. Before Ted Daffin was an all-female group called the Hip Chicks, featuring vibraphonist Marjorie Himes, who played in Woody Herman's band, and their 1945 recording of Strip Tease, supervised by Leonard Feather and issued on the black and white label. We started off with Kay Kaiser and his orchestra with the vocal refrain by Jack Martin and the Glee Club on Strip Polka written by Johnny Mercer, who was the first to record it in April 1942. Professor Kaiser's version was issued on Columbia 36635, released August 21, 1942. And there are more recordings of strip polka than you might think. The Andrews sisters recorded it around the same time as Kay Kaiser, and there were subsequent versions by Alvina Ray, Bob Grant, Phil Gordon, and even Spike Jones whose 1960 recording was on the LP 60 Years of Music America Hates Best by Spike Jones and the band that plays for fun. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. I've mentioned several of my dad's favorite words and phrases before, and I was reminded of another the other day. How about them apples? I took it to mean, what do you think about that, and had no idea whence the phrase actually came, but apparently it originated around the time of World War I. From 1915 to 1917, the United Kingdom's Royal Ordnance Factory produced the two-inch medium trench mortar, also known as the two-inch howitzer. The bomb was a nine-inch sphere weighing 42 pounds, and was attached to a 22-inch long shaft, 2 inches in diameter, which was inserted into the mortar barrel. Because of its shape, it became known as the toffee apple. When firing the mortars, Allied troops would taunt the enemy with cries of, How do you like them apples? The phrase entered American culture in the 1959 John Wayne Western Rio Bravo, when Stumpy, played by Walter Brennan, throws some dynamite at the bad guy's warehouse. The Duke, as Sheriff Chance, shoots it, causing an explosion, and, well, here's the scene. I brought this from Gangy Money. It's a good idea. Can you shoot as good as you say, Jim? Can you throw? Near as far as you can shoot. I know. Get that box open. You ready? Let her go. 
you like them apples? I hope you enjoy the following three musical apples I'm going to lob at you. blossom time and we'll be so happy that morning in June. Bells will chime in apple blossom time, all oh, they can't ring out too soon. We'll do what all sweethearts do under the sun. We'll go in the churches to walk out as one. Rain or shine in apple blossom time, you'll be mine, all mine. Now we're going. 
them apples. The Virginians under the direction of Ross Gorman and Applesauce from Victor 19032, February 26, 1923. Applesauce was written by Abe Lyman, Gus Arnheim, and Arthur Freed. Before that, Nat Ganella and his Georgians, with Nat Ganella himself taking the vocal honors on The Big Apple, written by Buddy Bernier and Bob Emmerich. That's from Parlophone F-908, made September 24, 1937. And we started that Malice Domestica segment with the Rhythmic Troubadours, a Stan Greening outfit, and You'll Be Mine in Apple Blossom Time. Joe Sargent was the vocalist on that April 16, 1931 recording, issued on the Rex label, 
catalog number MR-341. You'll Be Mine in Apple Blossom Time was written by Charlie Tobias and Peter DeRose and is not to be confused with I'll Be With You in Apple Blossom Time by Neville Fleeson and Albert Von Tilzer or just plain old Apple Blossom Time by Max and Harry Nesbitt. Neville Fleeson's birthday's coming up next month, so you might just hear I'll Be With You in Apple Blossom Time on the June 13th show. You're all familiar with the word wicked and its various meanings. My mother's side of the family is from Massachusetts, and in New England, the term wicked is used as a substitute for the adverb very, meaning in a high degree, exceedingly, or exceptionally, as in, it's wicked cold out, or Thomas Edison was wicked smart. You're also familiar with the word dumb and its various meanings, but I just learned that dumb is also used as slang for the adverb very, as in that flight to Australia was dumb long, or Boston Celtics center Taco Fall is dumb tall. I've never heard it used that way, so perhaps it's regional too, or it's slang used by the youngsters these days. Anyway, for this segment, without comment as to the titles, subject matter, or lyrics, here are a couple of rapidly rotating records that are wicked dumb. Tomato means I love you so in Spanish. 
together, oh sweet Salagrita. I would croon as beneath a moonweed scroll. Si senora, recorra, capura. How could I keep my self-control? I had heavenly dreams till I found out it means she wanted to borrow my role. Oh, dumb Dora, my dumb Dora, you're the only baloney for me. I bought her a motorboat and she hugged me tight. I'll take a battleship by call again some night. She was my sweet dumb dumb Dora, and I was her pain in the neck. Don't try to tell me the way we is going now, we is just starving to death, that's all. Now listen, Amos. You just stick to me and you'll be rich. What would you think if you'd wake up some morning and put your hand in your pants pocket and find a roll of $20 bills? I wouldn't think nothing. I'd know I had on somebody else's pants, that's all. Don't get me regusted. Shut up. That's sufficient. That's what? I say that's sufficient. You don't know what that big word is, so I'll explain it to you. Yeah, explain it to me. What do uh, sufficient mean? When a horse goes up to a water trough and he drinks and he drinks till he can't drink no more, that's what you call sufficient. Oh, now I know what's here. Uh-huh. What is sufficient? A horse full of water. Uh-oh. Well, ain't no use to get mad with me about it, Andy. The trouble is with you, Amos, you don't try to learn nothing. You don't read books. I read books all the time. What kind of books you reading? Well, I've been reading a book about uh, electricity. Electricity is the greatest thing that has ever been reinvented. I think a safety pin is just as good as electricity is. I crazy about a safety pin. What do you mean, that a safety pin is greater than electricity is? That's just what I claim. How come you think a safety pin is greater than electricity? Suppose you was walking down the street on a hot day with your coat off and your suspender broke. Well, suppose the suspender did break. Well, what good is electricity going to do you? Don't start no argument now. By the way, uh, how you like that little dog I got down the place now? What color is that dog? I believe he's a white dog. You believe he's a white dog, don't you know? I can watch him tonight and find out. Well, uh, is he well-bred? Well, what? Bread, bread. Oh, bread, meat, tin cans, chop through anything. Uh, we ain't gonna have no trouble with him. No, no, listen, I mean, uh, what kind of dog is he? He's a rat terrier. A rat terrier? Yeah, you see, he chases all the rats away. Don't try to tell me that, Amos. Last night when we went in the room, the rats was running all over the place. The dog was laying there asleep. Well, them was our rats, you see. But you just let some strange rats come around there and see what happened to them. He run away from that. He don't mess with them. And another thing, Amos. Last night you told me that you was going to see your gal. That's right. I did go over to see her. I got a new gal, you know. Her name is Belle. Name is Belle. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw you walking around town last night by yourself. Uh, that's right, you see. I went over to see her, but I didn't go in the house. How come you didn't go in the house? Well, I went up on the front porch, and just as I was getting ready to go in, I saw a sign on the porch say, uh, Bell out of order. So I just didn't go in, that's all. Amos, tell me one thing. What is it? Is everybody in your family as dumb as you is? What do you mean? Well, look at that head of yours. Look at that bullet-shaped head. You can't get nothing in that head. You know, I got a big family. 
Big family. What do you mean you got a big family? I got nine brothers and 12 sisters. You got nine brothers and 12 sisters? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say one thing. What's that? The good Lord sure smiled on your father. Smiled on him? Yeah. Man, it's a good thing he didn't laugh out loud. By the way, that music, that that dance that we went last night, that music was red hot, you know it? Mm Mm-hmm. That piano player, mm, he didn't mess with it. He played that thing. That piano player ain't so hot. I can almost play a piano as good as he can myself. Boy, that piano player plays more stuff by accident than you do on purpose. I know one thing, though. What's that? That that fat girl that I was dancing with last night, she liked to ruin my feet. Mm. Did she step on your feet? It wasn't the stepping. It was the jumping on and off that bothered me. Uh-huh. Another thing I want to ask you, too. What is you doing getting up in the middle of the night? Didn't you hear that cat last night out on the windowsill making all that noise? No, I ain't heard no cat. Man, that cat was out there and I tried to go to sleep and there he was on the windowsill yelling. Uh-huh. I, I, I heard him last night, so I got up and I got my razor and I went out there and I cut the cat's tail off. Cut the cat's tail off? Uh-huh. Well, cutting the cat's tail off ain't gonna keep him from yowling. Yes, it will. I cut that cat's tail off clean up to his neck. Mm. I didn't mess with him. How you like that new gal I got, boy? I heard a fella talking about your gal last night. Yeah? He said you ought to call your gal, uh, she ought to, uh, her name ought to be Franklin. How come my gal ought to be named Franklin? On account of her air-cooled teeth. Mm-hmm. Boy, I's the one that's got the gal, though. Mm. You don't mean that gal that, you, that had us over there for dinner, do you? That's the one. Boy, she is plenty sweet, too. You know, you embarrassed me when we was eating dinner over there. What do you mean? Well, when her father asked you if you wanted a demi-task, what did you say? What did I say? You said you'd rather have the old-fashioned nightshirt. Oh, that ain't nothing. I was going over our house tonight. How do I look? You don't mean to tell me you're going over there looking like that. Well, what's the matter with me? Well, look at your hands. What's the matter with my hands? Look at your face. What's the matter with me? Look at your fingernails. Don't you file your fingernails? Don't I do what? I say, don't you file your fingernails. No, no, I just cut them off and throw them away. I ain't got no use for them. Well, you're going over there, you? I'm going over there tonight. Uh, we going over there and play post office. Play post office? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a childish game. Not the way I play it. Freeman F. Gosden and Charles J. Carell as Amos and Andy with their comic dialogue... Is everybody in your family as dumb as you is? That was recorded July 17, 1928 in Chicago and issued on Victor 22119. The pair also recorded the presidential election in that same session and several other commercial recordings of such dialogues over the next couple of years. And we started that dumb set with Billy Murray and Dumb Dora, composed by Abner Silver with the words by Sam Coslow. Charles Prince conducted the orchestra on Victor 19431 from April 13, 1924. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We are here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. He's getting his birthday segment a couple of days early, but May 11th marks the birth in 1893 in New Ulm, Minnesota, of John Anthony Wilfart, W-I-L-F-A-H-R-T, eldest son of John Wilfart and Barbara Portner. 
When he was 10 years old, he received a concertina as a Christmas gift from his mother and began practicing. A few years later, he was playing for home parties. And at age 18, John, brother Eddie on clarinet, and cousin Edwin on trumpet formed a trio called the Bohemian Village Band and played at weddings, dances, and social events. He became known as Whoopi John, and there are a couple of stories as to how. One is that because of car trouble, the band was late to a dance, and when they finally drove up, someone shouted, Whoopi! John is here! With the rest of the crowd joining in yelling, Whoopi! John is here! Another more plausible story is that John often added to the spirit of the music by shouting, Yoo-hoo-hoo! a common practice in Austrian and Bohemian polka bands, and as you'll hear in the first record in this segment. The band soon grew to 10 or 11 pieces, and depending on the ethnic makeup of the community, they played Austrian, German, Swedish, and even Irish and Italian tunes. In 1924, the band was heard regularly on radio around the Twin Cities, and Whoopi John moved the band from New Ulm to St. Paul to cut down on travel time, to venues including the American House and the Marigold Ballroom. The band made the first of its more than 200 recordings in 1926 for OK, Columbia, and Brunswick, and in 1934 they were the second act signed by the newly formed Decca Records. The first was Bing Crosby, and the third was the Andrews Sisters. Whoopi John Wilfart and his orchestra were immensely popular on the polka circuit through the 1950s. He died of a heart attack in 1961 at age 68, and the band was taken over by son Pat until he died in 1966. In 1974, the Whoopi John Band was reorganized by Vern Steffel and entertained devoted fans until January 18, 1985, when the band gave its final performance at the Pines Ballroom in Bloomer, Wisconsin, the same venue they played when it first opened on July 3, 1933. Whoopi John was inducted into the International Polka Association Hall of Fame in 1978 and the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame in 1989. His motto was Dance On and On with Whoopi John, so let's do that.
Whoopi John Wilfart and his concertina orchestra with the clarinet polka from Decca 1711, recorded in New York in January of 1938. Before that, from Vocalion 15898, made December 6, 1933, Whoopi John Wilfart with Mauritian Waltz, the first song John's mother taught him, and the band's theme song for over 40 years. We started off our tribute to Whoopi John with the Tinker Polka, in Czech known as Dratenik, selected especially for my friend Justin. Vocalion 15899 was made January 28, 1930. Today is, of course, Mother's Day here in the U.S., and for this year's Mother's Day segment, I have three records being heard on the show for the first time. I'll give you a moment to grab a tissue before we hear from Louis James. Used to be, you 
along the street today Some flowers I chance to see So I send some right away To someone dear to me To mother with love I'm sending a lovely to some violets blue to mother with love I said to myself that maybe she's lonely today these words I know will please her soul to I give up all that I possess to make her glad. The wrinkled face that I love so must never be sad. I picture her smile. When somebody knocks at her door With flowers so gay A card to say To mother with Somebody knocks at her door With flowers so gay A card to say To The street singer Arthur Tracy, March 21, 1939, with Peter York conducting the orchestra, on to Mother with Love, written by Everett Linton, Muriel Watson, and Jack Denby. Before that, Louis James, all by himself, without the rest of the revelers, singing about his silver-haired sweetheart. He was accompanied on that May 1928 recording by the Victor Orchestra, and Silver-Haired Sweetheart was composed by Lou Hersher with the words by Roy Van Hook. Well, those are a couple of lovely songs, but not the sort I'd like to end the show on. So, to wrap things up, here's a song about a very specific mother.
the hobbit Went to the cupboard What a shock awaited her The dinner was gone and the cupboard bare Oh, Mother Hubbard Went to the cupboard Strange that no one noticed that The poor little dog was so nice and fat Very soon the news was all about The troops turned out, the town to scout Everyone began to cry, stop thief The little dog smiled and shone his teeth Poor Mother Hubbard There was the cupboard The little dog looked fit to burst But that's cause he went to the cupboard first The nursery rhyme, Old Mother Hubbard, dates back to 1805, when the comic adventures of Old Mother Hubbard and her dog, attributed to Sarah Catherine Martin, was issued by John Harris of London, publisher of innovative and lavishly illustrated children's books. It was an immediate success and was soon followed by sequels, new versions, imitations, and parodies. And there you have a musical version by the Blue Mountaineers, a British dance band led by banjo player and guitarist Joe Brunelli, who made a couple of dozen sides for the broadcast label in 1932. That recording was made in London on December 12, 1932, and was issued on the broadcast 4-Tune label, number 502, which, as the name implies, had four tunes on each record, two on each side, bridged by an announcer. The music was composed by Montague Ewing and Kevin O'Connor sang the Robert Hargreave lyric. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you have a pleasant Mother's Day, that you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your wicked kind attention. (laughs) 